It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. I break kids, step into my zone, mad rhymes will stifle ya. Lines like rifles go blast when I kick some ass. A lot of rappers be like one-time wonders. Couldn't say a fly rhyme if there was one right under their noses. I hate those motherfucking poses, but I'm so real to them, it's scary. And with my unique skills, nah, you can't compare me. And no, we don't make whack tracks. And all the suckers get pushed back when I'm kicking real facts. I represent, set up shit like a tech boy. You're paranoid cause you're a son like Elroy. And you'd be happy as hell to get a record deal. Maybe your soul you'd sell to have massive Oh yes, I'm greater than all MCs. When I breeze, give me room, please. I be like fascinating when I be updating. Cutting off white kids, pulling their trump cards. I thump hard and make them say that I'm God. Niggas be pretending they're hardcore. Never know the meaning of it. But I get props like a slogan, and no man could ever try to diss when I kicks my jam. Lyrically deaf and connecting, complete mic record. No double checking, vocals kill like weapons. But if I have to, I go all out with no mic. Yeah, that's right, cause I survive math fights. And for my peeps, I truly care. Cause without some of them, I wouldn't be here. And they all know how I feel. The suckers be like playing themselves to have massive fear. SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Yep, yep. We here. Welcome in to another edition of the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway for Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Thank you guys for tuning in. However you may be listening, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. In case you guys have been away last week, man, we had a jam-packed show for you and yours. Uh, we kick things off Tuesday on a sad note. Of course, uh, last Sunday, we lost former Bama State quarterback, Super Bowl champion, with the Seattle Seahawks, Tavares Jackson, uh, lost his life last Sunday. And so we had a tribute show for him Tuesday. Uh, Greg Coleman, the Viking sideline reporter, uh, HBCU legend, FAMU legend, he checked in with us Thursday. And then Saturday, Jackie McWilliams, the commissioner of the CIAA, checked in with us to talk about the COVID-19 effect. Well, the, the effect that COVID-19 is having on the CIAA and just the NCAA uh, as a whole. And so big shouts out uh, to everyone that participated in last week's show. Don't forget, you can go back and relive any moment of those episodes 24-7 on demand via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. All right. Man, so much has been going on since the last time uh, we joined. I joined you last Saturday. Um, Man, you know, I've been doing this TV thing really, really heavy because there's not, you know, haven't been much going on. And so uh, Sunday, 
Man, Sunday was jam-packed, man. Sun- and I knew sun- Sunday was going to be a jam-packed day uh, because we had uh, the Goody Mob Unsung coming on. We had uh, the last dance that took a look at Michael Jordan and those championship bulls. Uh, we also had... Um, what else did we have? Oh, what, what else did we have going on Sunday? It was a lot. Oh, Insecure was going on on Sunday and something else. It was a lot going on Sunday night. And so uh, TV was heavy Sunday. So hopefully you guys were able to, you know, you Bulls fan, basketball fans were able to catch uh, the last dance. I, you know, full disclosure, I've only seen part one. And I'll just have to say this. The, the beginning montage, I got chills. It took me back. It took me back to a familiar place. And speaking of taking me back, tonight we kick off our salute to 1994. That's right, 1994. And so uh, we'll be playing songs from the year 1994. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we'll take a look back at some historical things that happened in 1994. And this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you for a Tuesday evening. But yeah, uh, part one of The Last Dance was really, really exciting for me. It was nostalgic. Um, I'll just have to say this. As as a guy that grew up playing basketball, uh, Dominique Wilkins, the Atlanta Hawks legend, uh, he and my uncle, Lamar Hurd, they played basketball together at the University of Georgia. And so I've always been around Dominique. You know, Dominique was my favorite basketball player of all time growing up. Until, man, well, until those Jordan, Jordan 1s came out. When the Jordan 1s came out, Man, I, I, I became a, a part-time fan for Dominique and a part-time fan for Michael Jordan. And uh, good God, I remember that slam dunk contest back in Chicago where Dominique got robbed. And I was like, yeah, I'll never root for Michael Jordan again. And then they start winning championships. And man, and Dominique didn't. Man, it was so nostalgic. So nostalgic just to see uh, all of the guys. And, and, and big shouts out to one of my favorite broadcasters of all time, Ahmad Rashad. Um, for those of you that don't know, I do. Um, I, I joined this radio program on Thursday afternoons in Seattle, Washington, Game Time Sports. And last Thursday, we were talking, we were kind of previewing the last dance and we were talking about Ahmad Rashad and the best um way that I could uh, explain Michael Jordan and Ahmad Rashad's relationship was that Ahmad Rashad, because it was before social media and all of that stuff, Ahmad Rashad was technically Michael Jordan's Twitter before Twitter and social media were a thing. If there was ever anything Michael Jordan wanted anybody to know, he would tell Ahmad Rashad and then Ahmad Rashad would disperse it to uh, the millions and millions of uh, NBC on the NBA on NBC fans. Yeah, so there was that. So shouts out to Ahmad. Uh, glad to see him in the documentary. You really can't do a documentary about Michael Jordan and those Chicago Bulls without uh, having Ahmad Rashad as a part of it. So I really, really, really dug that. Uh, something else that I really, really dug uh, was the Goody Mob Unsung. For those of you that uh, are, are living in the South, from the South, from the ATL, you know what Goody Mob meant to the entire Southern hip-hop scene. As Andre 3000 said in Sunday's episode, there would be no outcast if it weren't for Goody Mob. And so I think that puts a whole lot into perspective. Shouts out to Timo and Cujo and Big Gip and CeeLo, those boys. Man, I'm telling you, when those boys, when they hit, oh, they hit. They hit. I think the 
episode could have actually gone two hours because there was more that I wanted to know about. Uh, for those of you that saw it, um, Big, uh, not Big Gip, but Cujo actually talked about uh, L.A. Reed wanting to get rid of Cujo and Timo and sign CeeLo and Big Gip to solo deals. And man, I would have really have liked to hear L.A.'s reasoning. And speaking of L.A., L.A. Reed, that is. How about his partner, Babyface? We finally got that Teddy Riley and Babyface action last night. Oh, my God. Saturday, everybody, the whole world was waiting on these guys. And, oh, my God. It was Teddy Riley. I don't know what was going on with Teddy Riley's internet. And last night, it was it was better. But I don't I don't even know where Teddy lives. Does Teddy live in Virginia? Wherever Teddy lives, they clearly don't have good internet. But it was a treat. It was a win for music lovers. I'll say that. Uh, Babyface. Babyface is just on another level, though, man. He's on another level. And so uh, I'm a fan of both of these producers. But, um, you know, I said right here on the show that I wasn't sure if Babyface was going to be able to compete with Teddy Riley and those up-tempo songs that Teddy Riley produced. But you know what? I did my research, man. Babyface, I mean, Babyface has way more hits than Teddy Riley, and I kind of underestimated Babyface, but uh, last night it was a win. It could have been better. It could have been better, but it was definitely a uh, win for music lovers everywhere. Um, Here in Atlanta, for those of you that are here in the state of Georgia, our governor, Brian Kemp, Shotgun Brian is what they call him, uh, has actually announced, well, he actually announced yesterday that we will begin to reopen the state. Not sure how that's going to work. And we have people, I mean, we have people that are uh, dying daily. I mean, the numbers are increasingly going up, COVID-19, that is. Uh, so Friday, here in Georgia, gyms, fitness centers, barbershops, uh, beauty salons, nail shops, and massage therapy shops will be allowed to reopen. Um, I put it on social media. I got a lot of comments. And so what I'll do is um, I'll read a few of them as we get through tonight's show. Really unbelievable that the the governor of the state of Georgia would be talking about opening up everything, you know, within the next week or so, except for school, but within the next week or so, uh, just kind of unbelievable. I mean, there are a lot of people that have not been out the house in four or five weeks and, and still will not go out. Me, what am I most excited about? Well, you know, I'm a gym rat, but I'm not going to the gym. There's no way that you can practice social distancing in the gym. There's just no way. There's just no way. And so um, for those of you that are in the state of Georgia in Metro Atlanta and you're thinking about it, don't do it. Please don't do it. Please, please don't do it. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. All right. And finally, before we take a look back at 1994, did you guys hear the news that came out just a little while ago in regards to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Bucks? Yeah, man. Rob Gronkowski has said that he'd be willing to come out of retirement to play tight end for the Bucks, so that he could play with his boy, Tom Brady. Unbelievable. This is going to be bad. NFC South fans, Falcon fans like myself, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be bad. <laughs> 
There's really no other way to explain it, man. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. All right. So coming up in tonight's show, in the next segment, actually, we'll be joined by Fred Watson, the head basketball coach of the Miles College Golden Bears. Coach Watson been tearing it up since arriving on campus there at Miles College. And so we'll talk to him about the uh, how COVID-19 is affecting recruitment. And also, now that uh, we know that ACT and SAT scores are out of the window, is now the time that we could finally have that star player that could actually put an HBCU program on the map and go on to be a first-round pick. We've been talking about it forever and a day, and it seems like uh, this could be the recruiting class that actually get that done. So we'll talk to Coach Watson about that coming up in the next segment. But quickly, let's take a look back at 1994. April 29th, South Africa held their first interracial national election. What? Nelson Mandela was elected president of South Africa. It was April 26th that Southern player listed Cadillac Music, the first album by Outkast, was released on LaFace Records. The Notorious B.I.G., his debut album, Ready to Die, was released September 13th of 94. You know, the ironic part about this was that this was his only album, the only album that was released during his lifetime. Of course, Life After Death was released uh, shortly after his untimely demise. Taking a look at the box office, it was March 23rd of 94 that Above the Rim, starring Dwayne Martin in Tupac Hit Theaters, May 13th of 94, Crooklyn, directed by Spike Lee, starring Alfre Woodard, Delroy Lindo, and Isaiah Washington Hit Theaters, and in sports. On November 5th of 1994, uh, 45-year-old George Foreman became boxing's oldest heavyweight champion when he knocked out Michael Moyer in the 10th round of their fight in Vegas. All right, so that's a look back at 1994. Coming up on the other side, Fred Watson, the men's head basketball coach at Miles College, will join us. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Fred Watson joins us next. This is the HBCU Report. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway on the line with Jackie McWilliams. She is the commissioner of the CIAA Sports with No Fans. Could that be a thing? Oh my
right there. Z-Boz, Left Eye, Chili, Creep, HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you as we commemorate the year 1994 all week long right here on the show. Uh, In the first segment, I was telling you guys that uh, our governor, for those of you not in Georgia or in Metro Atlanta, our governor, Shotgun Brian Kemp, announced that uh, he will be reopening the economy starting Friday. Gyms, fitness centers, barbershops, beauty salons, nail salons, and massage therapists can return to work next week. He's actually going to open up movie theaters, restaurants, and some other places. And so I ask on social media, for those that are living in the state of Georgia, which reopening are you most excited about Friday? I have uh, Stephanie saying none. Shay Marie saying none. Actually, Shay Marie went on to say she's not going anywhere. She'll wait to see how many people gets the virus over the weekend and the numbers in Georgia will rise in about one to two weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Kimberly Park says she's not going anywhere. Have several seats. Uh, Martinique says not one thing. She's not excited about anything. Uh, and who is this? Oh, my cousin. Look, my cousin Tanza checked in. She says she's not excited about anything. She says, I walk. My hair is natural. I can do my nails on my own. My husband is the best massage therapist, so I don't need any of those services. I'm just glad to still be alive. I know that's right, Tan. Yeah, me too. I'm just glad to still be alive as well. Unbelievable reopening the economy now i'm gonna tell you what this is in response to really quick before we get uh to our guest this is in response to the democrats actually uh proposing a bill that would send united states citizens between the between the ages of 16 on up two thousand dollars a month for the next four months or until the economy goes back into you know normalcy and so they said, screw that. 2000 a month. Screw that. We about to reopen this thing. All y'all go get sick. Yeah, this is unbelievable times that we're living in right now. Shotgun, Brian. Unbelievable. But right now, as promised, we are being joined on the line by one of the brightest minds in all of college basketball. The last time we had him on the show, he was doing this thing up in Benedict College where he uh, accumulated 300 wins before he headed over to Miles College where you know, he just picked up where he left off. All he seems to know how to do is win, win, win. Fred Watson joins us on the line right now. First of all, Coach, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Not a problem, man. So uh, let's start here, man. You know, everybody is uh, pretty much shelter in place during this whole COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, how, how are you dealing with this from a, a personal standpoint? Uh, it's been a, it's been difficult. It's been a change in how we normally do things, but we've been being creative. Me and my coaching staff, um, you know, it's unprecedented times, and we respect the time that we're going through and we're living in right now. So we just been trying to get real creative. Uh, one thing for sure, we really gonna know these guys because we've been spending a lot of time on the phone with them, just talking with them, building a relationship that way. Um, but we just been doing the best we can with what we allowed to do. Now, you know, uh, this thing kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I know you guys uh, participated in the SIAC tournament, did your thing in the tournament, got ready for 
the Division II tournament, and lo and behold, this whole COVID-19 thing popped off, and, and you guys weren't able to participate. So uh, how big of a disappointment was it for, from a coaching standpoint and, you know, and what you got from your kids that they weren't able to actually participate? Yeah, that was the, the toughest thing, uh, just telling my kids. Cause we were already down there. Uh, we knew some things was going on. We knew we probably were going to alter the way we had played the tournament, but we were excited about playing it. We thought we had a really good chance. The guys were really looking forward to it. So when I got the news, man, it took me a while to break it to them. Um, we out. It was just like, how do I explain this? Because I thought we had a legitimate chance. They thought they would have had a legitimate chance. We had a good week of practice. Uh, so that was the most difficult and disappointing thing I had to do with telling those guys that they wasn't going to compete for a, a region championship at this time. Um, and, and some of my guys were seniors, so they never was going to have that opportunity again. So just to look in their eyes and to tell them that was, you know, was the most hurtful to me. Um, so it was disappointed, but, you know, I made them understand that this, you know, this is, this is something that's, you know, we got to take very serious and I, and they are taking it very serious at the highest level. So, you know, we just had to fall in line and, you know, respect it and understand it. But it was difficult. It was it was it was definitely disappointing. But it was definitely difficult difficult to share that news with them. I could imagine. This is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway on the line with Fred Watson, men's basketball coach, Miles College. Uh, so, coach, just talk to us about um, before before we actually get into the meat of the conversation. Um, what has been the biggest difference for you uh, since you made the the, the transition from uh, Benedict College over to Miles College? Um, I mean, it's really been. Not big of a difference, you know. Obviously, I'm in the same conference. Um, the work is the same. The preparation is the same. So, I mean, just adjusting to the city, learning the people, and I had it all figured out at Benedict. I was ingrained in the community. Uh, so, just getting um, back ingrained in the community, you know, uh, and learning learning the city, learning the, the culture around here, it was a challenge. But uh, it's not. It really wasn't too much difference. Coaching, you know, still hard working, still got to grind, still got to get players. So it was. It was pretty much. Um, easy transition and they made it very easy here for me you know all that stuff I just talked about the community really embraced me the campus definitely embraced me my administrator really supported me so they made it real easy for me to uh, you know the transition now you you hit on something uh you just said something that you still got to get players that's what I want to talk to you about um Saturday uh Friday actually it was announced uh, by the NCAA that the SAT and ACT would be way for incoming freshmen uh, because of the, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And there were, you know, many athletes, student athletes that did not uh, take the test. So they just waving all of that stuff. Um, right. You know, here on the HBCU report, coach, over the past few years, you know, we've talked about. You know, just needing that one basketball player, that one blue chip to decide that they want to attend an HBCU to change the the whole perception of HBCU basketball. Now, with with the ACT SAT requirements out of the window, uh, in, in your opinion, could now be the time that that we could actually see one of these players, uh, you know, make an impression in the HBCU round. Well, it's possible. I, um, I know that's going to open up a whole different pool of players. So we, uh, when we got the news, me and my coaches, we had to meet and we strategize things because we, we we were able to tap into a different, a new pool of players. So, I mean, there's opportunity there that, you know, guys will continue to recruit. But, you know, for the most part, most guys are right at the end of their 20, you know, 20 class. So, you know, it, it may they may be introduced to a, a smaller pool of players that we wasn't privy to before, but I don't think it'll make too much of a difference this year now as it was 
that going forward, then I would absolutely agree that one of the HBCUs could probably make a big splash on those guys. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll make too much of a difference this year. Um, only a small pool of players will, it will probably affect. Well, you know, because there there are those um, advocates for JUCOs that are saying that by by the NCAA waiving the ACT and SAT requirements, that the JUCO system could be depleted because the students that would, um, you know, usually go to right. JUCO because of the grade situation, uh, uh, you know, because they couldn't get that balance between the testing and, and the GPA. Now they can actually right. go to it. They can go to a four year institution and bypass the JUCO. No, absolutely. Um, so when you ask me if D2 or NCAA would be affected, I don't think so because um, we're just going to get a better pool of players immediately. But, yeah, the JUCO can be affected by it. But the one thing you got to understand is more good players than basketball positions. So if you go, they, JUCO still going to get some players, but they just won't get those type of guys that they would normally not get because a guy trying to get a test score or a guy trying to prove it. AP um, trying to improve his core course. They won't get those type of kids in this, this go around, but um, it'll, it'll, it'll balance itself back out. Yeah, you know, that's what I've been saying too, that I think at some point it would level off, but you, you just never know. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys on the line right now with Fred Watson. He is the men's basketball coach, Miles College Golden Bears. Coach, hold the line for me. We're up against the break. Uh, coming up on the other side, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue to commemorate the year 1994 as well as continue our conversation with Coach Watson. Really quick, before we go to break, if you guys have not heard, shouts out to Birdman and Cash Money doing good in their hood during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Birdman announced on his Instagram this week uh, that he will be paying rent for the month of May for residents in the area of Uptown New Orleans. So that's big right there, putting his money where his mouth is as we all try to survive the uh, coronavirus pandemic. All right, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway will be right back after these words. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit GEMA.GA.gov. Brought to you by GEMHSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line with Greg Coleman. You know, I don't know if the NFL is going to have to do it themselves because there are some guys that are really, really good that find themselves on the outside looking in. Absolutely. And and that's why when you get that opportunity, when you get that golden opportunity uh, to make it to the game, you do everything that you can to stay there and, and, and make it last. Because one thing about the basketball is if you heard the charge, we stand for not for long. Yeah. So you, 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 you get there, you're Enjoy the fruits of your labor, and uh, and and, and then hopefully you can walk away healthy and, and look back on some great golden memories and moments because that's all you have. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Open up, open up and let the 
from this nigga named Jay and his newfound friend. I'm hit switches like Eric on the solo creek for your G. It's the B-R-A-T. When you dip in your hip from right to left. It's that ghetto ass bitch and I'm so, so deaf. Nigga, that's my clique. Nigga, that's who I rose with. And we kick nothing but the fat shit. Them calls me the funkified, funkalistic, vocalistic with the real shit. We got the shit you can't fuck with. Because we're so funkified. We make it move from side to side. Well, it's the T H the E T T O nigga, bruh, and J D coming like that, big baby. So lay back and listen as I catch up on my pimp and then freak this duet just like Ash Fruit and Simpson design. Celebrate, commemorate the year 1994 right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Before we went to break, we were on the line with Fred Watson, head basketball coach, men's basketball coach at Miles College. Uh, so, Coach Watson, uh, back to our conversation. You know, I don't have to tell you this. You know, basketball is the one collegiate sport that if you could just get that guy in there, just get him in there. Like, I I mean, and not to say that that the job is not to graduate him, but if they are NBA quality, right? NBA level Mm -hmm. talent, you only really need, they only need to be there, what, five or six months, right? (laughs) You're right. I mean, just in the grand scheme of things. Right. Our our job is to graduate, but our job really is to um, give them a better quality of life. So that means they could be here for six months and get a better quality of life because they could have an NBA opportunity. Then that's my responsibility. That's, you know, so I, my my job is to position them. You know, so if, whatever that may be, if it's a degree, then we're gonna work our tail off to make sure that kid leave here with a degree. But if he got an opportunity to earn a better quality of life immediately, we could always get him back to get that degree. So we we um we I'm on that mindset. It's my job is to make sure our position will have a better quality of life leaving me. John Calipari is somewhere licking his chops, man. He's somewhere licking his chops because he's like, you know what? Yeah, it was a kid that couldn't get in, but now he can get in. So, oh yeah, yeah. Now, now those heavy hitters like that are the ones who are going to really be able to feast on it because there's a lot of kids that probably was would have go prep or they probably would have had to stick in JUCO and then they came back a different type of kid. Um, 
So yeah, they, those guys really, really feast. You, you, but like I said, most of those guys were at the tail end of their recruiting for this year. So it's going to be, you know, most of those guys, most of us are already out of scholarships. So I mean, the news were just for like a few, a select few guys who were just waiting for that last final test to t- be taken to decide if I'm going to be able to have to go JUCO or I'm going to be able to get this offer. So like I said, for this year, that's just going to affect a small group of guys. But the guys who would benefit most of the Power 5 guys. Absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Fred Watson, men's basketball coach, Miles College Golden Bears. Uh, coach, now let me ask you about this really quick. <clears throat> I had the uh, commissioner of the CIAA, I had her on Saturday's show, and we were just talking about the, the different, you know, ways that, that the NCAA is looking at, um, you know, resuming sports. And, and one of those is uh, sports with no fans. Uh, could you imagine, could you imagine playing a, a full season of, of college basketball with no fans? It'll be different. It'll, be, it, it'll definitely be different. It, it'll go against all what we what we play the game for, which we play for the fans. Um, but uh, it would be definitely be different. But you know, just to get out there and compete, I know if I was a player and I still had an opportunity to go out and compete, I would I would still take that opportunity. But it'll be different. It'll be a different. It'll be a change for everybody. But um, you know, living in different times now, so we adjust. You know, we we the same type of players that would would go out in the summer before um, when we out of season and play pickup basketball. Nobody in the stands and compete at the highest level. Some of the best games are in pickup in the summertime. So players adjust quickly. Um, I mean, would it be ideal? It won't be ideal, but I I guarantee if a player had a choice of not playing and competing, they'd compete without the fans. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And speaking of competing, uh, ESPN debuted the uh, the first two installments of The Last Dance Sunday, looking back at uh, the Michael Jordan Championship Bulls. Were, were, did, did you check that out? Yeah, don't, I haven't checked it out yet, so don't tell me about it. Oh, I, no. I T-voted, I T-voted because I've been just doing a lot of paperwork, so I need two hours of uninterrupted time. So I, I just need the T-vote where I can watch it where I know I won't be interrupted. So, you know, I got my, my little uh, grandkids here, so I don't want them running in and interrupt me. So I, I need my I need my space. I need oh, my time. Absolutely. It was, it was very nostalgic, I'll say that. I've only seen the first installment. I haven't seen part two. Very nostalgic. Um, but here on the show, uh, what we're doing this week is we're commemorating 1994. Okay. Uh, so what were you doing in 1994? Good year. Yeah, that's a good year. Graduating high school. You, good year. I was graduating high school on my way to Benedict College in, uh, in 94. What high school you graduate from? A little high school in Georgetown, South Carolina called Choppy High School, which is now merged, um, became a four-A school with, uh, called Carver's Bay High School. Two-A school, I'm sorry. College Bay High School. Oh yeah, man! I know all about that area, man. I used to—I actually yeah. used to do radio in the Low Country. I used to do radio in Barnwell, South Carolina. So yeah, I know about Barnwell. I had two teammates from down there, Allendale and Barnwell. Yeah, man. So yeah, I know all yeah. about that area, man. And there's some ballers come from that area too. Oh yeah, we had Tony Miller and uh, Robbie Johnson from that area, so we had two of the best from that area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, yeah. look, man, I appreciate you for for checking in with me. Uh, I want you guys to to continue to be safe as uh, we you know we brave this whole pandemic, and uh, I look forward yeah. I look forward to talking to you once we once we know what's going to happen if we go get some basketball and all that stuff. I look forward to talking to you. Okay. Oh, definitely, man. I look forward to, it, and I appreciate the call. Oh, absolutely, appreciate it, man. All right, great stuff right there from Coach Watson. It's really unbelievable the opportunity that these incoming freshmen 
are, are receiving due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's all I'll say, man. You know, all I'll ask is for these young people, please be good stewards of this opportunity. It only comes around one time. It only comes around one time. I, I promise you that. All right. So before we get up out of here, man, a couple of things that we talked about that you uh, might not have been around for. We talked about Grunt coming out of retirement. There's a trade on the table right now. Uh, Tampa Bay looking to acquire Rob Gronkowski. He said he's willing to come out of retirement to play with Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. And so uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Uh, also, the Goody Mob Unsung, if you missed it, man, you got to you gotta go back and try to see that thing on On Demand. Uh, a great, great, great uh, look into the career of all four members of Goody Mob. It could have been longer, but, you know, you can't be greedy. Uh, the Last Dance. Uh, everybody was watching this Sunday. I only saw part one. I only saw part one. I'll see part two. Maybe tonight, maybe Wednesday. We'll talk about it Thursday. All right. A uh, couple other things. Uh, Birdman doing good in his hood. Actually paying rent for the month of May for residents in the area of uptown New Orleans. Uh, what else? Oh, we did not mention this. J-Lo and A-Rod are partnering with J.P. Morgan Chase to raise capital to make a bid for the New York Mets. Uh, the Mets are currently owned by the Wilpon family, and for my baseball fans, you might remember that they were actually looking to sell 80% of the team last year. A-Rod owns the Mets? That would not sound right. A-Rod, I mean, A-Rod is a Yankee. Let's just be honest. When we think A-Rod, we don't think Rangers. We don't think Mariners. We think Yankees. So, you know, good luck, J-Lo and A-Rod. This is what I like to see. Power couple making power moves. Y'all need to get married before y'all start buying teams, though. That's just the that's just the old folk in me right there. All right, so that about do it for this edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank our guest, Fred Watson, men's basketball coach, Miles College. I also like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Thursday, we will be back 7 o'clock. Matter of fact, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell one more friend that the HBCU Report is live Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 9. All right. You can follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at HBCU Report, or you can always go back and relive any moment of any episode of the HBCU Report 24 7 on demand via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And just remember, tomorrow's not priming, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. Gone. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.